The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a kick. And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house! Sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11 And head on over to puntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. It's got our YouTube page right up on the home screen. It's got our picks, which... Aaron, we're tied after 13 weeks. It's just absolutely crazy. A push this weekend, too, our first push of the season. It's got our blog. It's got our merch. Everything on puntandpass.com, so go check it out. This episode of Punt and Pass is presented to you by Solomon Brothers Jewelers. Solomon Brothers is the largest diamond and jewelry inventory in the Southeast, and the best part about Solomon Brothers is that right now, when you walk in and you mention Drew or Aaron or Punt and Pass, you get 10% off your jewelry purchase. The best thing. The best thing, obviously, is that 10% off, but they have the biggest selection, the best quality, the lowest prices, and the in-store experience, I'm telling you right now, it is simply unrivaled. I went to the Alpharetta location with Jackie last week. It's awesome. Aaron, you and I took the girls to the Buckhead location, which, of course, is 17th floor, Tower Place. Their Alpharetta location just past the Avalon is completely phenomenal. Thanksgiving was this past weekend. You got tons of holidays coming up over the next few weeks. Treat your significant other right. Take them to Solomon Brothers and mention Drew and Aaron or Punt and Pass. You get 10% off that jewelry purchase at Solomon Bob, Brothers on Instagram. I think well, that, that, that trip that we took, yeah. it bought me some rounds of golf, not the football season over. Your boys <laughs> play. For this, my season just like ended that. when it comes to calling games. Yeah. So, first thing I do is I set up four tee times for this week. So, I'm ready <laughs> oh, to get look back at you. Out there. You and I tomorrow morning. Look at you. Up against Mr. Solomon yes, himself. Yes. Gonna have a good time. Uh, then I get to play against little New Heisel at Peachtree on Thursday. So you do. Okay. I uh, I like that. I heard uh, I heard a great story about Rick New Heisel. I heard his dorm room when he was at UCLA used to be called Thirty Rock. So bring that up to him. Ask him about Thirty Rock. I bet you. He laughs a little bit when you bring that up to him. So ask him about 30 Rock, all right? And then will, if you guys I have will. time, swing on over to Solomon Brothers, at Solomon Brothers on Instagram, SolomonBrothers.com, the top-rated jewelry store in both Buckhead and Alpharetta. Again, it's for anyone with any budget. Make your budget go further when you mention Punt and Pass for 10% off your jewelry purchase. 
Happy Thanksgiving, man. Hope you had a great holiday. So much to talk about on this episode of Punt and Pass. The coaching carousel is starting to go round and round and round with some really surprising announcements the Sunday after the final weekend of the college football regular season. And of course, some humongous action on Saturday, most notably Ohio State going down, Oklahoma going down, Alabama and Auburn going into four overtimes in the Iron Bowl. Should we start with the coaching news, though, Aaron? Um, top of mind, Billy Napier was announced to be Florida's next head coach, leaving Louisiana, which you and I had kind of pontificated over the past few episodes of Punt and Pass. And then the biggest bombshell, Lincoln Riley leaves Oklahoma the day after losing Bedlam to go to Southern Cal. I thought a lot of people probably had him heading to the SEC, but no, no, he's heading out west. What are your overall thoughts, bud? Well, I think... Napier, I think that was a, a, you know, we started hearing the rumblings at the end of last week that he was going to be the next head coach. And, and listen, he's done a phenomenal job at there at Louisiana. But this is the big boy leagues. This is the SEC. This is a job like Florida where you don't have three, four, five years to build it. You better be ready yeah. to go and start winning immediately. And I still think Florida, in my mind, just like LSU, is a top 10 job. And you can get whoever you want. So do you want to risk? going to get someone who hasn't been a head coach in the power five ranks, who's not coming from a school in the sec when there are other coaches that I think you can go after and possibly get, I'm a little bit like, eh, I don't love it. I think he's a great head coach. I just don't know if he's ready to take this job just yet, but Hey, hopefully he proves me wrong. Hopefully he goes out there and does his thing. I just think it's a tall task right now. And, and, and I think too, a lot of maybe potential coaches, just like we talked about last week on the pod, we're looking at this job at Florida saying, do I want this job? Mm-hmm. They're in shambles. They haven't recruited well. And as we keep saying, Kirby is building a monster. Do we really <laughs> yeah. want to face Kirby, yeah. lose three years, and then be out of a job? So who knows? Maybe they're just getting denied left and right by maybe some of the top-tier coaches in in, in, in the Power Five conferences, and then, then they had a result to, to Billy Napier. I don't know. He's a good coach. I'm interested to see how it all folds, uh, unfolds. But the, the Stoops news. Uh, excuse me, not Stoops news. Um, Lincoln Riley news. Uh, Stoops is now the interim head yeah. coach at Oklahoma, uh, which is pretty cool to hear. But Lincoln Riley, that was a a bomb drop because last night he goes, no, I will not be the head coach of LSU. So you think, okay, he's going to stay at Oklahoma. He's good to go. Oklahoma's joined the SEC in a couple years. He'll get his taste there. He can recruit at Oklahoma. He's got talent, yada, 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 getting paid a boatload of money. And then – I never thought I would hear <laughs> I know, him going to I know. USC. Maybe it's maybe he's saying, "Why do I want to go to a conference that is already stacked? Is going to add two more teams? Is going to be extremely difficult to survive mm-hmm. when I can go with the Pac-12, turn this program around in two years, and be fine." Oklahoma, three of their best recruits right now live within thirty miles of USC campus. Yeah. We may be seeing some flips here in the next couple of weeks before that first signing day. Totally, totally out of left field today. When the reports were coming down this afternoon, sources saying Lincoln Riley's going to be the next coach at Southern Cal. You mentioned it in his postgame press conference last night after losing to Oklahoma State 37 to 33. He stopped a reporter and said, let me stop you right there. I will not be the next head coach at LSU. Everybody was like, oh, damn. OK, well, he's definitely going to stay. That LSU is kind of running around going, who are we going to get? Because it seemed like they were kind of burning the ships and going all in for Lincoln Riley. And then this afternoon it comes out that Lincoln Riley is accepting 
the Southern Cal job, which of course sends him out west, and notably not in the SEC. A lot of things to unpack here about the Lincoln Rally. Let me just touch on one thing about Billy Napier, first things first. You and I talked about it last week. Kind of compared the Napier hire, we were assuming that's who Florida was going to zero in on, to like what they did with Jim McElwain, right? Or what Tennessee did with Butch Jones. Go get a group of five coach who's proven as a leader, who's proven as a program builder. Welcome him into the big leagues. Napier certainly seems to be cut from a different cloth from some of those others, like a Butch Jones or like a Jim McElwain because he is a former Nick Saban assistant, right? He has turned down a lot of jobs the past couple of years while still the head coach at Louisiana, seemingly to wait for a top 10 job, much like Florida is. I don't know what his win-loss is over the last five seasons for a matter of fact, but it's extremely impressive, okay? And Aaron, I know you and I would love to give a lot of love to a group of five teams here on Punt and Pass, but you just thought, Florida might have gone and got somebody with a little bit more juice, right? With a little bit more star power, like Elaine Kiffin. Suddenly, his name's kind of up in the air. You're going, is he going to go anywhere? Is he going to stay in Oxford? Well, do most do, do most recruits know who Billy Napier is? Well, he, if that's one of your biggest issues. Like, do, does a recruit know? They're like, who did they just get? Where is he from? Louisiana? And he's known to be a very good recruiter. He That's what his that. ace was. You know, his kind of ace in the hole was when he was that Nick Saban assistant. He was the guy who was going out and getting all those five stars. So I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see the coaching staff that he puts around him. I think that's going to be his number one challenge. And like you said, you got to get the buy-in, man. I mean, what Kirby Smart and Georgia are on right now and hopefully headed towards over the next five, seven years, that makes it very challenging for any coach, especially if Florida were to be in the pod with Georgia as we would expect them to be. That's going to be a real, real big challenge for Billy Napier, but he seems to be up for the task. Well, it, it reminds me a little bit of the hire last year that Auburn made yeah. with, with Harson. Yeah. I mean, you bring good, in a, comparison. a guy, and, and Boise State's obviously a bigger name than Louisiana. I think a lot of people, that brand, what they've done the past 15 years is is something people recognize a little bit more. So For I think sure. he's even, you know, like I said, a more recognized, recognizable figure when it comes to recruiting, when it comes to fans actually knowing who the hell you just signed. And they went 6-6 six and six this year. At Auburn. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the fans aren't happy about that. Um, you know, where, where are they going to be next year? And obviously it takes time to build a program. We all know that. But I'm just saying he's inheriting a team that is six and six, that did not play well for the majority of the season, that is struggling when it comes to recruiting, that is in the same division of the SEC as Georgia. I just think you needed to, like you said, you need to get someone with some juice some name recognition, someone that can ignite the fan base, someone that can ignite when it comes to recruiting. I just don't think when fans and players hear the name Billy Napier, they're like, oh my gosh, yes, this guy's going to save our program. Yeah. They're not like that. That doesn't scream it. And like I said, who knows? Maybe he does. I'm just saying the initial like USC right now saying, oh my God, we just hit a grand slam. Hell yeah. We got one of the best coaches in America. Absolutely. We're USC. Look what we just got. Florida, no one is puffing their chest right now saying that we got Billy Napier. I'm just saying I agree with you 100%. Napier's been at Louisiana the past four seasons, led the Raging Cajuns to 10 or more wins in each of the past three seasons. Before Napier got to Louisiana, they had never won 
10 games in a season in program history. And like I just mentioned, he turned down multiple reportedly SEC head coaching opportunities in recent years. He was a target from some of the higher profile openings at the beginning of the coaching carousel. LSU and Virginia Tech were said to be interested. And he, Billy Napier, former Furman quarterback, coached under Dabo Sweeney at Clemson and Nick Saban at Alabama. He was the offensive coordinator and the quarterback's coach at Arizona State for one season before landing the Louisiana job in 2018. A tenacious recruiter, Napier's offenses at Louisiana have averaged almost 32 points per game in all four seasons. All right, well, we'll see what happens. Like I said, I'm really interested to see who he puts around him on that coaching staff. One guy who should not have any trouble putting a good staff around him is Lincoln Riley at Southern Cal. The Pac-12, I mean, it is ripe for the taking. You just mentioned it as well. With Oklahoma's top three recruits being 30 miles uh, within the radius of USC's campus, you would have to expect some flips are going to happen. And Bob Stoops reportedly going to be the interim head coach at Oklahoma, getting him off the TV broadcast and putting him back on the sidelines. Who's Oklahoma going to get now? It's being reported Adam Schefter is saying that Oklahoma could be targeting Cliff Kingsbury, the current head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. He's got one year left on his deal. Aaron, it's, it is wild. Why would he leave Arizona? They're kicking butt right now. <laughs> Dude, money talks. Money I know talks. money talks. I, what I've heard a lot is Heupel from Tennessee. No, Heupel ain't of, going anywhere. I know. I'm just saying I'm seeing a lot of things saying Heupel, Heupel, Heupel. You know, you, 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 you stay at Tennessee and you continue to try to build that program and once again compete with Georgia or do you go to Oklahoma, which is an established program? This is so funny you said that. Uh, Tony Morelli, who's a listener of the podcast, one of my close friends, is a diehard Tennessee fan. And on Sunday, November 14th, I was messing around with him, and I just texted him to have fun. I said, I'm here in Lincoln Riley, the NFL, Josh Heupel to Oklahoma. Yikes. That was November 14th. Could be coming true, but I don't think Heupel is You think going. Bob Suits will get ignited during the bowl game and they, they hire him? He wants to stay back and coach? What do you think, dude? What would that dollar amount have to cost to, to get Bob Stoops out of retirement and or off? I don't know. What do, you think, what do you think Fox is paying him? A couple million dollars? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know. He he ain't doing it for cheap. I don't cheap. think I don't think I know he's gonna do it cheap, but I don't think he's gonna be asking for eight, nine million dollars a year. Yeah. I think you could get him somewhere around the five million, six million dollars. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's maybe gonna be he looks interesting. and say, listen, I get to go take over Oklahoma, what they've done. We're about to join the SEC. I get a chance to coach in this conference and, and prove that I can win in the SEC. I don't know. I mean, why else would you take the interim job if you weren't possibly thinking like, hey, maybe this whole TV world isn't exactly what I wanted. And let me get my feet wet real quick in a bowl game, see if I like it, and who knows? There you go, dude. You know who I would like? They should hire Coach O. Oklahoma should hire Ed Orgeron and keep no. this thing going round and round and round. But, yeah, what it is? A- what do we say about coaches, man? When you're on the merry-go-round dude, it's the- or the Ferris wheel, whatever you want to say, you're on it. You're not getting off. Like, it's the closest-knit good boys club on it, man. in America. Of course, it dude. It is – 100% a fact. It says right here, I'm reading this ESPN.com article, former Oklahoma coach Bob Stoops, who will be inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame on December 7th, will coach the Sooners Bowl game, a university source tells ESPN, confirming 
multiple reports. David Cutcliffe out at Duke. That surprised me. I think you know who's going to be really interesting. Keep keep in mind. Keep in mind. Okay, Cutcliffe, quarterback whisperer, really good ties to the Manning family. I think Mr. Kirby Smart should call David Cutcliffe and say, hey, buddy, you want to be an analyst to recruit Arch Manning? That's the first thing you should do. Ooh. Go get David Cutcliffe. Ooh. Put him you on your staff. In Kirby's ear and, and get like a little brokerage or broker uh, fighters fee. payment. Yeah, give you a little percentage of that deal that you're about to make. That is the first thing I would do if I was Kirby Smart. I'd call David Cutcliffe. I'd say, buddy. I got these khaki pants waiting on you. We'll pay you whatever you need. Come be an analyst, and let's get Arch Manning to whatever school. But is, is, is Arch Cutcliffe. not in the same class as one of the top recruits that Georgia already has when it comes to quarterbacks, or is it different? No, Arch is 2023. Like and then we got Georgia has a 2022 kid that's like a five-star, correct? Yeah, the, uh, the kid from Raven County, Gunnar Stockton. Yeah. Who's yep. good? I, I watched him this past week, and he's good. Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, you, you can't be afraid to compete, but Georgia's pretty. They got some quarterbacks on the roster right now with some stars to their name. So it's you like intimate. uh you like that David Cutcliffe thing? I just thought of, didn't you? Yeah. You oh, did. I do love you. I <laughs> I will be in Athens. I'll be in Athens Thursday, so I may sprinkle that fairy dust out you, there. You need to do that. You me, I will give you the credit. That I'll say <laughs> that Drew mentioned. Yes. That this might be a smart thing, thing to look rolling. at. Yeah. That might be a smart thing to uh, look at. You know what I'm hearing too? I was talking with uh, um, who was I talking to earlier today? Why am I drawing a blank real quick? I was talking to Jacob Hester. I don't okay. know if I was uh, and I was like, dude, all this craziness going on right now. What the hell is going on with LSU? And speaking of Stoops, he's like a lot of rumbles about Mark Stoops. Really? Is now starting to really gain some steam. Wow. I mean, who wow. else? They, who else is out there? I mean, Joe Brady. Left? You just love Joe Brady. I think that'd be um, a great hire for LSU. I, I do, but I don't. It's not going to happen. Clearly, right? No, no. Yeah, Mark Stoops. I mean, that would be a hell of a hire. Again, I would just be really interested to see who he could grab to be on his staff. Right? You're not just going to pick up everybody from Kentucky and and move them down to Baton Rouge, but that's a good name to follow. So Aaron Murray dropping us with a little bit of local knowledge there from his buddy Jacob Hester who's boots on the ground in Baton Rouge. That's the next big domino to fall, I would think, um, depending on what Oklahoma does and their timing. But, wow, college football, the coaching carousel goes round and round and round. All right, let's Did talk Lane about – Kiffin go to Oklahoma? So that's the name that's kind of like been – you know, I was hearing today some texts were going through saying Lane's going to go to Florida, Lane's going to go to Florida. I was like, no, I don't think he's going to go to Florida. And he was out on the uh, recruiting trail today meeting with – uh, you know, top recruits rocking the Ole Miss gear. I just don't know why you would say Ole Miss. I just don't get it, man. It's like 10 and 2 is the best you're going to do at Ole Miss. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I, mean, I mean, if we're going to be honest, I mean, that's the best he's going to do. Yeah. Like you've, you've you've reached the top of the mountain. Uh, now it's all downhill from here. Yep. Get out. And you're losing Matt Corral, your boy, your buddy, your BFF. I mean, I just think like you, you, you take the job at LSU if it presents itself or you go to Oklahoma. Okay, so you're saying – And they already and, and they already have the pieces there at Oklahoma for him to jump in right now and have success. You know, Dave Aranda has yet to sign his Baylor extension. I think that could be one where LSU could throw some serious weight at him like you talked about. But Especially if they win this weekend. I know. I know. Which I think they will. You think Baylor will beat Oklahoma State? I mean, oh, did you – I don't know if you watched the Oklahoma game last Oh, night. I thought it was I the best game of the weekend. I thought Oklahoma – just gifted, gifted Oklahoma State the game in the second half. I mean, how ugly was that game for Oklahoma? Yeah. Penalties after penalties after penalties. And then the punt. 
Let the damn punt go in the end zone. I You're know. catching the ball on the three-yard line. Like, I don't know Oklahoma what. Gifted. What that was, dude. Gifted I mean, the this game is, to Oklahoma State. I mean, it was probably the, the ugliest football I've ever seen in my life from a team like that in a half. I Aaron, mean, over and over again. Aaron, you're a quarterback. Even you know this. This is day one stuff. Like, when you are in high school, if yep. you are in a situation where the punt returner is lined up at the 10-yard line, your heels are on the 10-yard line. If you have to go backwards, you let the ball bounce, okay? You never field a ball if it goes over your head, within the five-yard line especially. The guy tries to catch it on the three. He fumbles. I mean, you're right. They they gifted. I mean, t- how many State times that, did that defense alignment number three for Oklahoma – who looks pretty good? I mean, how many times did he jump off sides? It's crazy. It was like four. He had like four full start penalties just himself in the second half. I'm like, they're 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 out here like joking around, having fun, and ooh, ooh, ooh we're gonna win this football game. It's like you guys are playing like crap. You're playing like a bunch of amateurs yeah. out here. I mean, it was ugly football. I thought. Yeah. Um, I mean, Oklahoma State should not have won that football game. Oklahoma State wins the fourth quarter 13 to nothing. Oklahoma came out hot after halftime and got nine points quick in the third quarter. Yeah, but they didn't score anything on offense. I know. In the, in the second half, they I didn't know. score an offensive touchdown. Really, really impressive win, I thought, by Oklahoma State. So they're headed to the Big 12 championship game to take on Baylor. First time in college football playoff history, I believe, that neither Oklahoma or Ohio State will be in the semifinal games, of course, because Ohio State lost to Michigan. Michigan shows up 42 to 27, upsetting Ohio State. Ohio State was an eight and a half point favorite. Aaron and I were both on the Buckeyes. We were wrong there. Just to go back to that Oklahoma State game, it landed on the numbers. So that was a push. Okie State minus four. You took the points with Oklahoma. So that right there goes into the push column. But The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Man, what a game by Michigan, especially their defense. Hassan Haskins, 28 carries, 169 yards, and five touchdowns. Uh, Michigan, the most Michigan thing ever would be to lose to Iowa this upcoming weekend. The Big oh Ten God. championship. We said it last game. week. I tell you what, when I turn on the when I turn on the TV to watch this game at noon, 
and I saw that it was snowing. Yeah. I was like, damn, I should have looked at the weather before this thing started because I knew, and we've seen all year, Michigan is a very physical football team up front. Yeah. And I don't think it necessarily affected CJ Stroud too much. I thought he actually played a pretty good game. Uh, not as, I mean, obviously not, you know, what we've seen the past two weeks, but it was still a good game. 34, 49, 394, two touchdowns, but Michigan, st- Michigan, excuse me, running the football, dominating the line of scrimmage. I mean, they almost had 300 yards rushing, 297 yards rushing. Yeah. They're, that's what they're, that's winning. For. I, I that's winning. When football I turned it right on there. and it was snowing. I was like, Ooh, this is going to be closer. I think Michigan can, I thought Michigan was at least going to keep it within a touchdown. At that point, I didn't think they were going to win the way they did, but it was impressive. I mean, you're talking about a Michigan team. Let's give them credit. They should, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Be undefeated. They should be 12 and 0. Yeah. They should be 12 and 0. They were up 16 points on Michigan State. Yeah. That is crazy. I thought about that yesterday as well. I was like, oh my God, Michigan should be undefeated. Yeah. Um, they completely blew it against Michigan State. Finally, they show up in the big game, and Jim Harbaugh gets that gigantic monkey off his back. They finally beat. Ohio State, it was at home. The scene was incredible. They hold the keys. They can get to the college football playoff. They can win the Big Ten championship. This is their first trip to the Big Ten title. Um, how how happy are Georgia fans right now? Oh, I, dude, this is, I mean, this I mean, is I mean, if, if, the, the biggest winners this entire weekend is Georgia. And I think I texted you this. If Georgia, or maybe you texted me, we were texting back and forth. I don't know who exactly said this these words. But if Georgia doesn't win this year, they will never win a national championship. <laughs> I mean, could you not be gifted the I trophy, know. for goodness sakes? What offense are you going to face in the playoffs or even next week with how atrocious Alabama's offensive line is? What offense are you going to face that scares you? Do you think Michigan can run the ball like they did versus that front of Georgia? No. Yeah. no. Cincinnati? No. no. Notre Cincinnati. Dame? No. no. Can or- Oklahoma State? No, no, no. Baylor. No, if Georgia doesn't win a national championship this year, they are cursed worse than the Boston Red Sox. (laughs) I love your conviction. It is so true. The trophy. Ohio State was the only team that could score them and they are out. Yeah. And Georgia can deliver a death blow to Alabama this weekend. The SEC championship game is coming up. It's going to be number one versus number two or three. I would expect Michigan to jump up to number two after they beat the number second ranked Ohio State Buckeyes this weekend. Um, Let's talk about Georgia real quick because we don't have to dive into it too much. They absolutely demolished Georgia Tech 45 to nothing. I mean, it was not even competitive. Like as soon as the game started, it was over. Three and out. Georgia gets the ball. Great field position. Four plays. Touchdown. Three and out. Georgia gets the ball. Five plays. Field goal. Three. I mean, it was just methodical. Georgia Tech looked like a high school team. Georgia did exactly what they needed to do to assert dominance early, get a couple explosive plays, start running the ball, dwindle down the clock, look towards this upcoming weekend, which is going to be an unbelievable atmosphere. It's going to be Georgia's chance to win the SEC championship, get the Alabama monkey off their back. Georgia opens up as a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I believe the last time Alabama has been an underdog was in 2015 when Georgia hosted Alabama, and Alabama absolutely crushed them inside Sanford Stadium. But this is it, Aaron. I mean, you watch the Alabama-Auburn game. 
Alabama gets out of Dodge 24 to 22, four overtimes. Brian Robinson Jr. gets hurt. He's uncertain for the SEC championship game. That Crimson Tide offensive line, I mean, the one team you would not want to face with those issues are the Georgia Bulldogs. And I bite my tongue because I'm going to be heading to the game this weekend and I'm going to go, you know what? Georgia should absolutely boat race these guys. Oh, my God. But until the clock hits zero and until they have more points than Alabama does when there's no time left in regulation, uh, I will still have some hesitancy. Well, first, I want to go. I want to say one thing about Georgia because it really frustrates me when this or frustrated me when this came out last week. The fact that Bowers is not up for the the national tight end for the Mackey Award is the biggest malarkey I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, are you not watching the film and seeing what this kid has done? Just look at the stats. 11 touchdowns on the season, man. The guy from Colorado State, he's good. I've covered him. He has one touchdown. That's just ridiculous. How does that oversight happen? I I don't. And then they put. Uh, they put old boy from A&M whose stats aren't even Weidemeyer. close to as no, good. It's just name recognition. Weidemeyer. And if you watch the film, how many drops has Weidemeyer had this season? Brock Bowers is the best tight end in college football. He's a true freshman. Is a true freshman. I, maybe because he's a true freshman, people are like, oh, well, maybe we'll give it to him next year. No. You give the man the trophy right now. He is the best player. They need to somehow make a call. We made a mistake. Why did matter? You're out. Brock Bowers, you're in. <laughs> you um, know what's crazy? That's my last comment on that. You know what's it's, crazy? It's, it's Watch the film. I know. Best tight end in America. I know. When you and I, you know, we get to go up to some practices before the season starts and maybe even around springtime, but mostly it's those scrimmages before the season starts. And you get to go up there. There's a Letterman Day there as well. And I remember, I think you were working or you were out of town. It was the Letterman uh, luncheon where we all go up there. And the GAs and the coaches are like, man, this Brock Bowers kid, he's for real. He's going to play week one. Look out for him. I mean, this is true freshman. They're like, this kid's balling in camp right now. Like, wait till you see what he does this season. And sure enough, he started against Clemson, and he's had a hell of a year. True freshman. Greatest. He broke broke Arson. I think it was Georgia Tech. Yeah. Oh, outran those guys. Like, he's a damn – you know, four, four receiver out there. I was like, my dad texted me. He goes, how fast is that kid? I'm like, yeah. pretty damn fast. Yeah. I mean, let's, like I said, it's Georgia tech DB. So they're not the fastest out there, but still that was impressive. He's done it all year long. He catches and he separates. He's physical. He's big. Woo. I love it. I, yeah. you know, I love the tight end position. You do right, love. Back. Yeah. You do I love, love a tight end. end. And let's just say this. Okay. Hey, Brock Bowers, he might not get the Mackey award, but he might get a couple of rings and that's probably a little bit more important to him. He might get a ring, and you, you out there listening, can also get a ring or some amazing jewelry over at our partners at Solomon Brothers Jewelers. Solomon Brothers is family-owned and operated since 1982. That's right, over 35 years, and they have the largest diamond and jewelry inventory in the southeast. If you mention the Punt and Pass podcast or just mention Drew and Aaron, you get 10% off your jewelry purchase at Solomon Brothers on Instagram, SolomonBrothers.com. They've got custom jewelry design, lifetime diamond upgrades. The stores are absolutely beautiful. The service is amazing. Two locations for you, one in Buckhead, one in Alpharetta. They are the top-rated jewelry stores in both areas. Solomon Brothers offers interest-free financing options as well. The lowest prices on the highest quality jewelry and diamonds guaranteed – SolomonBrothers.com. Get it all, you said, Aaron. Get it all. Get, Get it the all. trophies. 
get the rings. Mm. That's kind of the war path that Georgia is on at the moment. And it starts this upcoming weekend. Let's discuss, or you know what? Let's just talk about one more game. Alabama this weekend versus Auburn. Yeah. 1.9 yards per rush (laughs) against a six and five Auburn Tigers. Not, not the Georgia Bulldogs that are giving up six points per game. That has just been absolutely down. I just, to me, I, I'm with you, Drew, and I'm sure there's a lot of Georgia fans out there that are so scared. I say, stop being a bunch of pansies. Okay. Okay. Enough's enough already. All right. Well, we are then, the better team. Let's act like it and not be scared. There's no reason to be scared of Alabama this year. And I and I I, I got caught in the trap because I said it last week. I'm like, I said it on Monday. I said, listen, Georgia or excuse me, Alabama's tricking us because they're not elite this year. They're not elite. They're not elite. They're not elite. Yeah. What do I do? I sip the Kool-Aid and I, I, I I'll talk myself when it comes to picking this game, 19 half point spread. Yeah. I said, they'll win it. They'll cover. And, and they keep lying to me yeah. every single week. Alabama keeps lying to me and I'm still an idiot because I look at the brand. I'm like, they're elite, but they're just not, they are not an elite football team this year. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you're a Crimson Tide fan, take a back seat for one time and just say, we tip our hats. You're the better football team you're most likely going to win this football game. And Georgia, you need to walk in there with your chest yep. nice and puffed Yeah, out, hell saying, yeah. we're going to beat your ass. Yep. God, I love it. All right, so hand up. You said don't be a pansy. I'm, I'm being a pansy, all right? I'm looking at the scoring summary from the Iron Bowl this past weekend. Alabama didn't score a touchdown until there was 24 seconds left in the game. Their first points were in the fourth quarter, under nine minutes left to go. They got a 30-yard field goal. You said I'm being a pansy, okay? I admit that I am. But if I want to not be a pansy and let you know how I really feel about this game and let you know after watching with my two eyes through 13 weeks of the season, especially how these two teams are trending, Aaron, Georgia should win this game by 30 points. They should blow these dudes out. Alabama, 17 points is the goal right now, right? That's the most points that anybody scored on Georgia. It was Tennessee. Tennessee got that late touchdown in the fourth quarter. I don't know. I mean, will Alabama score 17 points? They had to get, I mean, they, they needed 14 points in overtime. Plus the game they just played versus Auburn for overtime. Knockdown, drag out. Knockdown, drag out. Energy sucked out of them. It's been like that all season for Alabama. I mean, every single week, these dudes are getting knocked in the mouth and, and yes, give them credit. They're surviving. They're finding ways to win. And that is the one thing that concerns me with Georgia is, you know, they haven't been tested in yep. the fourth quarter. Can yep. they find a way to win if things get close? People, people but get mad honestly, when you say that too. People get mad when you say that. I know whatever. It's true though, but I'll, I'll say it right now. I don't think it's going to be close. I don't, I don't, I think Georgia is up double digits in the fourth quarter. And you know what, dude? Like, this is the opportunity. I think Peter Burns from SEC Network tweeted this out, like, earlier in the season. If you're on with him tomorrow morning, uh, tell him I mentioned this. But he tweeted it out. I remember it. He was like, this could be the year where Georgia not only gets the Alabama monkey off their back, but they beat him by 50 points, right? And they squash it. And they go, we are here now. My question to you is this. What is the message for Nick Saban? Like, what corrections do you make looking at Georgia and looking at what Alabama has struggled against this season, which was the Texas a defense, and Alabama did not play a good game that game. 
Um, yep. And then the Auburn defense this past LSU weekend. Defense LSU, LSU defense. Yeah. Keep in mind, Alabama did not turn the ball over a bunch this past weekend. They were scoring. I mean, they were getting yards, 388 total yards, most through the air, a lot of it in overtime. But, Aaron, it's just like you're sitting there going, how does Georgia mess this up on Saturday? How do they mess this they up can't, on Saturday? Alabama can't run the football. They can't. Alabama, they, 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 in my mind, they are gonna. They could be held to under 50 yards rushing in this football game. You may see Bryce get sacked four or five times. I, I just – I'm sorry. I'm just – I'm really optimistic. I'm fe- I've never felt this good heading into a game yeah. of this magnitude for a Georgia football, whether player – or a fan. Yeah. Like uh, there is no, there's no excuses. Absolutely none. I think Kirby and this team is out to kill. We've seen it all year long. I, I, I don't think this team is even thinking about this is Alabama. This is the history. This is what Alabama's done. No, I, it's a new team. It's a new year. They've watched the film. They know who Alabama is and they know who they are. I just think they walk into this game with a lot of confidence. I don't think for Alabama being big, bad Alabama, I don't think Alabama has a lot of confidence. And Georgia ain't scared. They, they ain't walking around with that swagger anymore right now. Alabama. Yeah. yeah. They just, they're not this year. No one there. People aren't scared of them. People are punching them in the mouth every single week. And they're just barely surviving. I mean, barely. If tank just stays in bounds, they lose the football game. I know. I know that the ending of that game was really, really wild. And the fact that, you know, four overtimes against Auburn, Alabama. I mean, look, I took the 19 and a half points. I thought it would be relatively close. I surely did not think it was going to be 10 to nothing with nine minutes left in the game where Alabama could not find anything on offense, Mm -hmm. where it seemed like they were totally dead in the water. That is the only thing that scares me is that Alabama, like you said, is battle-tested, and surely, if it comes down to the wire against Georgia, um, you know if that it's they— it's in the fourth quarter, I'm, I'm, I, that's, if, I get, if it's tied in the fourth quarter, I, would, I will be a little bit nervous because of that fact. Yeah, yeah. When's the last time Georgia had to, to, to play football in the fourth quarter? Clemson game. That's, that's it. it. That's the last time they had actually played fourth quarter. And that seems like many moons ago. Yeah. Many, many moons ago. Going to be an awesome weekend. Conference championship weekend is here. Uh, essentially, it's the quarterfinals, right? Big Ten championship game, Michigan versus Iowa. Big 12 championship game, Oklahoma State against Baylor. SEC championship game, Alabama against Georgia. Cincinnati and Houston, man, that's a big Watch game. Watch out. Too. Watch out, that's right? That's a big game. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, you think Cincinnati takes care of business? And, and if they I do, are they I good think, to go I, regardless? I I think Cincinnati is the better team. I think the game, obviously, I don't think the game is in Cincinnati. I think huge home field advantage for the Bearcats. Yep. It's going to be loud. It's going to be a little bit chilly for those Houston boys. They ain't going to be ready to handle that. Um, and I just think this Cincinnati, I just think both teams are very good. I've had an opportunity to cover Houston early on the season. I've covered Cincinnati a ton in the past few years. I just think, like I said, Cincinnati is a better football team. I think they're better coached. They're at home. You throw in the weather as well. I think they knock him in the mouth a little bit. I think Cincinnati wins this football game. All right. What's and they're in. And they're in. Has that come out yet? Has, has that line come out yet? Yeah. Uh, I can look at the look ahead. But you think if they take care of business and they're in, regardless of what else happens? Oklahoma, say the Oklahoma State beats Baylor? The only way they're not in 
is if Oklahoma State wins and Alabama wins. Okay. And not even just Oklahoma State. I think if Alabama wins, that's when you're an issue. I think if Alabama wins, I think they- if Oklahoma if Oklahoma State wins, Oklahoma State's in. Okay. If Baylor wins, I don't think Baylor gets in. Okay. If Alabama wins, Alabama and Georgia are in. So they just need to make sure that at the end of the day, if Georgia wins, they're in regardless of what happens with Oklahoma State and Baylor. Yeah. Cincinnati's a 10.5-point favorite right now at Bet Online. Yeah, they're in a good spot. I think of all the teams, I mean, Georgia's in. We know that. Check mark. Mm-hmm. They're done. They, regardless of what happens this weekend, Georgia is in the playoffs. My Georgia is six and a half point favorite. Michigan a ten and a half point favorite against Iowa. I like I like that. I, I think the playoffs are pretty much set right now. Besides Georgia, I think right now to me, I think three teams are in: Georgia, Michigan, Michigan, Cincinnati. I think I, I just think Baylor's going to win the football game. Okay, so if Baylor wins the football game, Notre Dame's in. Wow! Wow! If Georgia can't win a national championship when it's Michigan and Jim Hardball, Cincinnati and Notre Dame, then when are you ever going to win a national championship? Dude, I said this on – I forget which podcast I was on. It might have been a radio show. Somebody said, what's the best-case scenario for Georgia? Like, you know, kind of like tongue-in-cheek, what would you like to happen? I said, I would love for Georgia to play like a Big Ten team in the semifinals and then somehow play Notre Dame in the national championship in Notre Dame's home state. In Indianapolis, Indiana, and just both. God, race. that'd be a bloodbath. Oh, it'd be so good. Georgia, <laughs> Georgia. Right now, I mean, Georgia would beat Notre Dame by 20 to 30 points. Yep. They'd beat Cincinnati by 20 to 30. Michigan, they'd beat them by about 15, 10 to 15. Yeah. Love it. Love it. You know who I saw this uh, this quote? Matt Campbell, and then we'll get out of here. Matt Campbell from Iowa State. This guy talks about himself in third person so much. Have you read some of his quotes no. about like his his future? I'm trying to find this quote I've been looking for, but like he he refers to Matt Campbell like seven times. He's like, I don't know what I've been reading, but Matt Campbell is not going anywhere. And if I had to tell you anything, you know, Matt Campbell was the head coach at Iowa State. I'm like, is this really happening right now? It's kind of bizarre. I don't know. Um, interesting. All right, so you. Are done for the season with your uh, color games for CBS Sports Network, but you will be on the pregame show for the SEC yep. Championship this week, correct? Going to be, I think, heading to Athens on Tuesday, do a little uh, interview with Stetson. That'll be on the pregame show. Then I'll have some role in the pregame show as well, whether it's on the field doing some stuff or up uh, with the guys on the desk as well. So give me a fun weekend, man. Busy weekend. I did ask our boy. Robbie, I was like, Robbie, where, where are my tickets? Because I got six for my family that okay. are on the Georgia side. Okay. But I was like, the two that I'm getting for you are the two that Sharon and I are going to be using. I'm just making sure that they're on the Georgia sideline, not the Auburn side. The Alabama he side. He said, honestly, I don't know. Or the Alabama. He's like, honestly, I don't know. Yeah. I was like, ooh, that's not good. Could be interesting. So I was like, should I send Josh and my buddy over to sit on the Alabama side? Because that's <laughs> I don't know if you want to do that to Josh. That could hit. You, you might need. We we might need to send a bodyguard with Josh if you put him over on the Alabama side. God, I hope the, I hope we're not on the Alabama side. I don't know what I'm going to do if we are, but um, yeah, man, it's going to be an awesome weekend. The weather is going to be phenomenal. I know it's an indoor. I wonder if the, the they'll open up the the roof. Yeah, probably. It's going to be seventy. It's going to be oh, seventy yeah. degrees. And they will if it's if it's sunny and seventy, they'll open it up. Woo 
Sweet. It'd be awesome, dude. God, what a week. I'm so pumped. It starts tomorrow. Golf. Golf Wednesday. Golf Thursday. Golf Friday. All right. Well, if you need an extra on Thursday with old new highs, holler at me, dude. You know I'm around. Well, I may may need a fourth for for Friday at Sandown. I'm going to have to – I would have to turn that down, but I would have to say, uh, yeah, if you, I'll bend over backwards for uh, Thursday's invite with you and New Heisel. So just, let, right, me right. just let me know. Just let me know. I'll see what I can do. All right. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. Aaron is at AaronMarie11, puntandpass.com. And again, head on over to SolomonBrothers.com. Check them out, at Solomon Brothers on Instagram. It's the largest diamond and jewelry inventory in the Southeast. Solomon Brothers is family-owned and operated since 1982. That's over 35 years. Custom jewelry designs, lifetime diamond upgrades, beautiful stores, one in Buckhead, one in Alfred. I just checked out the Alfreda store. It is awesome. Head on over there immediately. Solomon Brothers is for anyone with any budget, big or small. Make your budget go further. When you mention punt and pass, you get 10% off. Your jewelry purchase. Solomon Brothers has the biggest selection, the best quality, the lowest prices, and an unmatched in-store experience. We appreciate our great partners over at Solomon Brothers. A big week, conference championship week, lots on the horizon. Keep us posted. We will be back to you on Thursday with everything preview and coaching carousel latest. We'll talk to you then. See you. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.